Hey, what's up, millennials? I have kind of a lot of work to do because I have been slacking on my everything. I've been reading a book about the teachings of Jesus, and um, I'm on chapter 8. I started reading this book two years ago. <laughs> so, so, yeah, it's fair to say that I've been slacking. Um... I think what happens is I wake up in the morning, obviously I pray, like, and sometimes I'm so afraid that my day is going to get me that I have to pray while I'm still in bed before I get out of bed, like with my head still covered in the covers, face in the pillow, and that's when I'm just like, oh, dear God, thank you for another day, um... I pray for X, Y, and Z, and then, like, hope that I don't fall back asleep because I need to wake up so I can, like, itemize the general concerns that I have for the day, or I'm probably not going to get to pray for them. Now, since I've been living in an RV, uh, that makes my mornings that much easier because it kind of forces me to just get up, get dressed, and then I go sit in the car, um where it's most quiet. This is the best place to podcast. I set up an area in in the front seat of the RV. It's like a little office. I figured out a way to make it like a, you know, a little computer area and it's nice to sit and watch stuff or read a book or whatever. That there's a lot of things that I can do in the passenger seat of an RV. You'd be surprised. I have to just, like upload a picture of my little hangout area up there. But the issue is that it's loud. I have this recorder, which records every sound, every little sound. And, uh, like, my daughter comes in, and she comes in off one side. She asks me a question. She goes back outside. And then I was reviewing the audio, and I hear that. I come to the part where she comes inside, and I turned around to see what she wanted because I was like, come on, I'm trying to edit. But she wasn't there. It was the recording. It sounds that real. It's It's not isolating any of that stuff. So... Everything, if a fly flies by my head, you're going to hear it on the recorder. So it's just better to podcast in the car because it's better isolation, better noise isolation. Even the noises that you hear are way more muffled than if I were to do it outside. I can't even like, I was going to walk along on the trails. And I know I'm getting off subject here, but just bear with me. I was going to walk along the trails or, you know, go to the park or something like that. And you could hear the birds and cicadas. But then you can also hear the garbage trucks. And then, and like the dogs barking or like the mockingbird doing his impression of whatever video game he was listening to just recently. And there's a lot of nat natural sounds and a lot of unnatural sounds that would get picked up on the field recorder. And I, I'd rather have the isolated sound. So there you go. Uh, but in, getting back to the morning and, and I have to pray. And then I get up and uh, I generally do some sort of research. Like, I have a very active mind and I'm, and I'm constantly learning. Especially if I'm trying to learn about things that I'm interested in or that, you know, regarding my work or relate to my hobbies. You guys know that I like to do photography and so I, I've been watching. I've got a, I got up at 7.30 in the morning and after I prayed I came out to the car and prayed a little more, and then I started watching 
videos on megapixels and sensor size and the the relationship between megapixels and sensor size on cameras because I'm entering a new phase in my photography a, a new phase of interest and a new phase of of realization and I have a class to teach in 20 like a few days so yeah doing doing research is crucial to staying on top of your craft to being informed but to just save yourself a lot of trouble and heartache and uh i'd have to talk about that in some other some other podcast because i've already gone way off track i shouldn't be doing this so let's put my phone on do not disturb because i just heard it so where you at do not disturb me right now and let's talk about being the salt of the earth Salt is good, but if salt has lost its saltiness, how will you season it? Now, I got up this morning and I read this long freaking article, like like something that you would write in the Atlantic, you know, like this super long 5,000 word article about salt, which is like the history of salt. But it was like so, it was so poor, poorly written. It was well researched, but it was it wasn't poorly written. It was poorly delivered. It was like you know, salt has is pivotal in the war of 1812 and it was also used in the Bible and it's mentioned this many times. It plays a role in in Shintoism. As a matter of fact, Sumo wrestlers throw a hand full of their salt to scare blah, blah, blah. And in Hindu religion, salt does this. And it's literally like that for like 5,000 words. It's just like salt is mentioned at this point in history and was important to this culture. And that's it. That's all, it's, that's all it discusses. And then it just moves on. It's just like name dropping for 5,000 words. So it was not a very well-delivered... I mean, it was very well-researched, but they were trying to pack way too much information in there. And the reason I was researching it is because when Jesus says salt loses its saltiness, between the book that I'm reading about his teachings and the history of salt and all the research in between, I literally have no idea what Jesus is saying. I have to infer from experiences and culture and other teachings what Jesus is saying about salt losing its saltiness. Because in the world that we live in, that's not really a thing that happens. Salt melts. Salt dissolves. um, Salt washes away. But it's it's still salt. You could boil it. It's still salt. So I don't think that a literal interpretation on that level is what Jesus means. Now, I tried to do some research about the quality of salt in the time that he was alive. And again, I didn't get a whole lot of information. What I got was... In super dry environments where it's not humid, salt is hard as a rock. And in humid environments where it it is humid, it's not super hard. It's you can boil it, you know. So it has a lot of different 
uh, features, you know. I also learned that um, salt is used in every culture. It's mined. But the one thing that I did notice is that salt is both a symbol of purity and purification. But it also has to be pure in order to be effective. And so, when I look at Jesus' saying of salt is good, but if salt loses its saltiness, how will you season it? I'm wondering if he's talking about the purity and or the quality of the salt. Meaning... Dealers, distributors, people who, you know, ship things, drug dealers. <laughs> like, they like to cut their materials with other things. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, if, so, it's very possible that at the time when they get salt, when they, they it's mixed with other stuff. Oh, you're going to hear the bells go off because I, I wasn't watching the time. Which seems like two minutes early. It's only 8.59. It's going to go for a whole minute now. So if the salt that you're getting from your distributor is mixed with other minerals, is mixed with dirt or some rocks or something, like it's not going to be very high quality. And maybe that has something to do with the saying that Jesus is talking about. If you're poor, because salt is throughout civilization was taxed, and it was used as a means of income it was used as a means of salary at some point and it's so important that we have salt in our diet that you can die if you don't get enough salt you could just starve to death from lack of salt so seeing how salt is so important in many in in our diet and in other respects to our culture to different societies it was used as a form of currency in some places um, it, I can see the saying have something to do with the importance of salt. And I, I guess I would like to try to relate what Jesus is saying to some of these other cultural references. You know, so like if the salt is good to the culture, but it stops being good to the culture... Well, then that talks to like maybe the preservative nature of salt. You rub salt in the meat to stop it from rotting, to stop it from going bad. And there's a wet and a dry technique. There's different techniques salts use for that as a preservative. Um, salt is used to treat wounds to keep them from being infected. So salt is supposed to ward off infection. And then even in some religious senses... Salt is used to drive off or ward off evil spirits, which I'm not sure that the Bible would tip a hat to that sort of concept because that's a totally different sphere of influence for Christianity. But, yeah, the effectiveness of salt as a means of whether or not it's pure, I think could have something to do with the topic. Now... The book that I was reading, it, it went into all manner of history, but it was only about a page and a half, and it came to a lot of the same conclusions that I had, that 
salt has a lot of different uses and it's used for different things in different parts of the Bible, but we're just not very sure conclusively what Jesus means about salt losing its saltiness. The best we can do is infer based on what we know about salt. Like I said, preservatives to stop things from infecting. Now, salt is also used to flavor things, to make to make things taste better, to make it more lively. You know, let our conversations be seasoned with salt. I guess there's something of a double entendre there when I look at the other meanings. So most people are immediately going to go to the flavor that salt brings to improve thing to improve the flavor. And yet, if you use too much salt, then you completely ruin the flavor. So I'm not sure if that is a great analogy for what Jesus is saying. And and it could be at the same time. If you are overly I don't want to say yeah, we'll say overly zealous or overly pushy with some religious practices and things on your mind, you can ruin the conversation. You can ruin the relationship. But you should also have a preserving effect to keep the world around you from just going bad. And I spoke in the last episode with the TikTok lady about how she says, if y'all want to do all this, then that's fine. This is why I'm not a libertarian. I believe that Christians are supposed to preserve the world around them with their saltiness. I mean, we use saltiness in, in today's culture as a slang for, like, bitterness, as a, as a way of saying being mean. I don't like that. I wonder if that's even by design, seeing how language gets moved and shifted and manipulated to fit other people's intentions and purposes. Salt is a manner of purification, and so, if we stop being pure, then how will you be pure again? If you have a bag of salt that's mixed with other preservatives, and I live in America in the 21st century, so I don't know what that is like. I don't know what, really what, what you would mix with salt. But if you have a bag of salt that's mixed with a bunch of other crap, and it rains, and it dissolves, and it goes away, then what are you, how are you going to sell it as salt? Where are you going to get your salt back? Maybe that has something to do with it. Maybe that's not the issue. If your salt is full of impurities, then what good is your salt? Let's say you pick up a, a vial of salt, you shake it on your food, and all this pepper comes out. That's not what you want. You don't want pepper. You want salt. So why would you, why would you tolerate that? And I think that's really the point. Is that if we're compared to salt, then we're supposed to have a distinctive nature with a distinctive purpose. And if we ignore that purpose, then Jesus says we're no good. It's, salt is to be thrown out and trampled under the foot of men. You are no good if you are going to, if you're going to refuse to serve your purpose. If you're not going to preserve the world around you. If you're not going to maintain the purity of the world around you and, and, and purity of yourself, then you become worthless effectively. And that's a scary thought. That means you're not even useful to the all-loving God who accepts everyone. You're just not useful to him because you refuse to serve your purpose. And this is maybe another side of the coin that people don't like to look at. But yeah, Jesus says, 
you are the salt of the earth. That's the compliment. You know, you have a purpose. You are pure. You are distinctive. It's good. But then if you don't want to be that, if you don't want to be those things for those purposes, then you actually have no purpose. And so we can't take one side of the saying without the other. You can't take one side of the coin without the other side of the coin. They both matter. Especially when Jesus says it. When Jesus says it out loud, it really matters. I'm not a fan of this selective form of Christianity where we take some things that Jesus says and ignore the other things. I don't think that's healthy or conducive to Christianity. And that's a very effective way of making useless Christians who are only good to be trampled under the foot of men. So, that's, that's all I'm talking about today. I will be reading on... I'm coming up to a, a very difficult passage in Scripture, and it's something that I was uh, in, in disagreement with Bryson Gray about when we talked about not one jot nor tittle shall pass. And um, his interpretation of that is very different than my interpretation of that. And now I'm reading a, a very dense chapter about what that means. And it's a lot. It's a lot to process, really, because you have to separate the, the facts from the myth. So <clears throat> I'm not going to do a Millennial Reign podcast every day. I'm going to do one a week to give myself time to process this incredibly dense information that I'm trying to to work through. And then I have to give myself, of course, time to pray and research. Or I'm going to have to get up at 7.30 every day, maybe earlier. And that's just not a commitment I'm willing to make. Especially since I'm also doing the Zero Hour Pod, or Zero for Hire podcast. So I just want to thank you guys for listening. And uh, I pray that you will take your saltiness seriously and let's uh, go out and be the salt and the light on the earth that Jesus expects us to be. All right, millennials, go out there, enjoy your rain.